Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Kajabi Edge podcast, where we talk to real entrepreneurs to give you an edge on Kajabi. I'm your host, Jared Lohman, Vice President of Customer Experience. And today I'm joined by Lori Gold, creator of the Explore More Mexico Masterclass. How are you doing today, Lori? Pretty good, thanks. How about you? Very good. Thank you for joining us. Well, I'd love for you to just kind of give us the the elevator pitch. Uh, Tell us more about what it is that you do on Kajabi. Okay, the elevator pitch, I guess, is that I have created masterclasses for travel advisors to help them sell Mexico better. Okay, okay. And what's kind of the history on that? Like why why Mexico in particular? What, What got you going there? Okay, great question. So I have been a travel advisor for about 14 and a half years and then COVID happened. <laughs> and um, my clients are Canadian as am I and Canadians still have not really traveled outside of Canada. So my business is sort of on hold and the main way that I make money is really hasn't happened, you know, in the past year and a half or so. And uh, last year, I decided to create a Facebook group for the Riviera Maya. It's called the Resorts of the Riviera Maya because I was in destination before anyone else when things started opening up again. Oh, I should have said that I live in the Riviera Maya. Now I don't live in Canada, but I live in the Riviera Maya, Mexico. So I was there last June when the resort started opening up again. And there was a lot of changes that happened uh, since COVID, right? So I was going around to the resorts and doing site inspections and finding out about all these changes. And then I was spamming like all these different Facebook groups that I was in with my pictures and my summaries of everything that changed. And I felt like I was being kind of annoying (laughs) by doing that. So I decided to create my own group and whoever was interested can come into my group. Um, And today we're at, I think, 8,500 advisors from Canada and the US. And yeah, the group is extremely um, active and everyone says it's like their favorite group on Facebook. And I I really take it like seriously. And it did become a full-time job without pay, (laughs) you know, over the past year and a half uh, or uh, over the past year, essentially. Um, It really did. I mean, it took up so much of my time, which was fine because I really didn't have anything else to do. And I was going around the destination and doing different excursions and tours and seeing more hotels and just sharing with the group. And it became, you know, a really great place for people to get information, share information. Especially last year, we had three hurricanes. So everyone sort of came together and was helping each other. And, and you know, whoever was in destination was really helping the agents who weren't. So it became like a really, really amazing community. And a friend of mine suggested that I do, you know, classes for them. And I thought that was genius because I felt like there's a, a huge need for someone who's sort of impartial, you know, not the tourist board necessarily. Maybe they have vetted interests, not one hotel group, because of course, they're only going to showcase their hotels, even a tour operator, maybe they're only going to showcase what they sell, things like that. And I don't have any vetted interest in in anything that I um, would recommend. So I thought that was a great idea to present to my group because there was a lot of agents that were coming over from specializing in other areas of the world. So things like Europe that was closed or cruising that wasn't happening, Asia, things like that. Mexico was really the one of the main countries that was completely open the entire time. You know, there's no testing requirements. There's no restrictions. Like anyone's welcome. Doors open, come in. So a lot of these agents were brand new to selling the destination. And you could tell <laughs> with the questions that were being asked and things like that. So um, I decided to create a masterclass for them 
And another agent friend of mine runs a course through Kajabi. So he told me about Kajabi as a way to sell my masterclass. And that's how we got to where we are right now. Very cool. Well, um, I'd love to even just like turn the timeline back a little bit further. Like, where were you at before all of this? You mentioned being in the travel industry. Like, what did your day to day look like prior to this whole transition? Yeah, it was just simply working with customers, clients, and booking trips and doing research and things like that. I never really worked with travel advisors before. I was, you know, just friends with them and in Facebook groups with them and everything like that. But yeah, just booking trips and research and itineraries and things like that. Okay. And so this, the kind of the pandemic situation ultimately sparked the need to do something different. So essentially zero to 8,500 people in a community. That's incredibly impressive. I, that's something I know that we're going to want to dig in further. Um, but uh, before we go there, I'd love to kind of just, uh, I guess, zoom in a little bit more on that, that entry point into moving into the digital space. You heard about Kajabi from a friend. What did that process look like for you? What were the struggles? What were the challenges in kind of getting this new idea and bringing it to life? Well, the struggle is that I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> you know, um, I'm not, even though I'm a millennial, I'm not really like technologically advanced. Like I'm good on Facebook and Instagram, but um, really nothing else. I don't do any marketing for my business, for my travel business. Like I've never once marketed. It's all referrals and repeat business. So it really was something completely new. And once I decided to move forward with the classes, I'm like, okay, I need to get this done right away. And uh, my friend who has his courses on Kajabi, he mentioned that he has a team that I could hire. And you know, I know in the Facebook group, people are always offering their services, but I didn't have time for that. I'm like, I need to get this out like by Monday, because if I don't do it now, I'm never going to do it. And so I, I, I literally like launched it or I told the group that it's happening on a certain date so that I would put the pressure on myself to get it done. And the like I said, the struggle was I had no idea what I was doing. So I sat there for like a weekend and I did all the different webinars that I could, the live webinars that were available that weekend that sort of had something to do with what I needed. I would ask questions in the webinars. And then I just sat on my computer and just chatted with support like all day, all night and just got it done. And my pages or whatever they're called, I don't even know the terminology, but whatever I have is not pretty. It's not anything fancy. Like it's just very basic, but that's all I needed. I just needed to a way to sell my course okay. and get people registered. Yeah. So um, like, did you come to the table with kind of a, a formulated strategy in mind of what you wanted to accomplish? Or did you just like, you, you knew you needed to do this and you're going to figure out a way to do it? I had zero strategy. And, and that's why I think I'm a little bit different than some of the other people that I see in the group. Like, I think also I'm going to back up a little bit. One of the main differences about what I'm doing versus some other people is that I created this community without the intention to sell to them. And I honestly think that makes a huge difference because they don't feel like I'm trying to sell to them. They want it. They need it. Like they're so happy. You know what I mean? And I think that is like the, one of the biggest takeaways is like that I, I haven't, I mean, I, I don't need people to come off of this podcast and come to my class. Like I have a built-in audience essentially, and they just want more and more and more. So I don't have to find the people. I don't have to advertise it anywhere except my little community or my, now it's kind of a big community. And, um, yeah. and they never felt like they were getting sold to because they just needed it. Like they really just needed it, you know? Um, and, and I had no idea what I was doing. I don't have, I still don't have any strategy whenever I feel like it, like, I'm like, okay, well, I haven't made any money in a few weeks. I'm just going to do another, like the same course, just another live course, you know, and people sign up and that's it. Um, let's talk a little bit more about, um, kind of like, what is the structure of your offering? Is it primarily like a, a sounds like a live, there's a live component to it. Like, what does that look 
look like? It's just one live Zoom masterclass, essentially. It's like an hour and a half, two hours. And then afterwards, they get um, like a free takeaway. And that's it. It's okay. really simple. There's no like, you know, upsells or anything like that. It's just one thing. And then when I launched the first one, um, I had already started working on a second one. And then I gave that second one to the people from the first one at a 20% discount. And I mean, I can check my the opening rate, but I think it was extremely high, like 75% or something. And a ton of people signed up to the second one from the first one. So I'm like, okay, did something right there. Yeah, it sounds like you've built an amazing audience. How did you, I guess, did you, when you went to, to kind of start this process, were you specifically targeting travel agents? And how on earth did you find 8,500 travel agents? Yeah. Or is this, is this also people like, you know, me or anyone else who might just be interested in exploring um, Mexico? No, it's only for travel advisors. And I'm very strict. And I vet every single person that comes in the group. They have wow. to answer questions. And then I also vet them. So um, it's it's very, you know, a targeted group. And really, they just came. Then as I shared more, they kept coming. And then I created a Google document, which I think now has like 16 pages full of all kinds of different information, like resort contacts and just lists of different things and tons and tons of information. And so people come because they heard about that. And then twice, including once last week, I asked everybody to invite one friend, one amazing travel agent friend. And of course, people invited like a lot more than that. So I got like, you know, hundreds and hundreds of new people just from that. So really, I think that it's just providing like free content. And and I did that for a year before I asked them to pay for anything. And not everyone can do that, right? So that is something that I was able to do um, that I, ne- I didn't even think... I never thought I was going to charge them for anything. So I was happy to just provide it for free. And then it worked out that I could charge them for something. So I did provide like a year of content and just giving them information and showing up every day and engaging, like doing polls and asking them random questions about, you know, about travel in the Riviera Maya, but really just engaging them and providing them content. And then they they trust me and they, they know I'm an expert. So selling them a class was like, no problem. That's amazing. And definitely a common thread that I hear amongst all of the people that we've spoke with on the, you know, on this podcast. I'm curious, like, how did you, like, what was zero to one or maybe zero to 10 look like? Like that, that feels like, I mean, it sounds like you had a really great strategy to actually bring in like, you know, sharing this with their friends, bringing in referrals, which is was cool. But like that zero to one or zero to 10 or maybe even zero to 100. Like, like, how did you start? Um, I put a poll in the group, if I remember correctly. And I asked um, if people would be interested or maybe what which topics they would be interested in. And they just started like putting their emails in the comment section. And I was like, I'm not I don't even have a class created yet. Like, calm down, you know, but it was good because then when I did launch it, I emailed all of those people as well. Maybe they had already signed up, maybe they hadn't, or I think I'd actually checked maybe, but I, I emailed all of them as well because, you know, not everyone sees everything on Facebook. That's the trouble with the algorithm. You know, they only, only certain people see it. So I started with a poll asking them like if they would be interested and then what, you know, what type of content they would be interested in. And that post went like crazy. And then someone, one person put their email and then people thought I was collecting emails, which I was not. <laughs> and then they all started putting their emails so I have this little mini email list, but really like anything, because I'm the admin of the group, I think anything I do gets a lot of attention, anything I post. So just post it and, and people sign up. And then once I did the first class, people wrote in the group, like they posted it, whoever hasn't done the class. like if they, So people were advertising for me without me even asking because they were just so excited about it. They were advertising for it for me in my group. Amazing. Well, actually, I'd like to even go like take that a step back further when, when building that group, 
Like, how did you, how did you like actually get an audience into that group? Like, did you start out in your first personal Facebook page or like, how did you start building it? No, I mean, I have a lot of friends in the travel agent community. So I invited them first and then they're like, oh, this is cool. They invited all their friends. And then I'm in a lot of other travel agent Facebook groups about all different things. Not, they're not, they weren't really until this point. A lot of people now have copied my idea with different destinations. But before that, they were more general and not destination focused. So I would post it in there or if someone had a question, um, I would say, oh, you can join my group and you can get a better answer that way or whatever. So really it's the same as how I built my travel advisor business, like word of mouth and referrals. And that's it. Like it really just like snowballed. I never like, maybe at the beginning I posted in other groups, but I haven't posted it in groups in for sure a year already. But other people I see all the time, if someone has a question in another group, they say, oh, you should join and they tag my group. So other people do it for me <laughs> essentially. Yeah, I love that. I st- really, it sounds like just starting with your own network, the network that you've already invested in, which is which is something that I think a lot of people take for granted when they're getting started. Like you, you see people immediately jump to paid advertising or trying to build their audience in areas that they have no familiarity with. But like you've really demonstrated this ability to utilize something that you already had to ultimately generate almost like, a, I don't know, a growth machine for yourself, <laughs> uh, which is pretty incredible. Well, we talked a little bit about the kind of the technical challenges or just like not knowing where to go. Um, like once you kind of achieve success, did you achieve success is maybe not the right way to put it, but like you, you, you got your, your, your initial cohort into your first class. Like what happened next? Next, Well, once I finished the the content, which had to, I, you know, it was very late, you know, until the night before, because I didn't think it would be take so long and, and everything like that. Um, then I just started creating another one. So I just had two, two courses sort of running at the same time. And I would do them honestly, like, I think I've actually only done it because I have two classes, two different classes. And one of them, I think I've done three times and one of them only twice so far. And then okay. next week I'm doing like one more of each. So I just created a new one and that, you know, and, and of what people, what I knew people wanted. Yeah. Momentum, it kind of building upon the momentum that you had in place there. Beyond that, did you run into any, like any struggles or you feel like this has kind of been just in motion ever since? I haven't really. I mean, the only sort of struggle is that sometimes people don't get the emails or it goes to their junk or their spam or, or whatever. And they don't check that even though I tell them to in my first, you know, the, in the landing page, it says sure. that and in the first email that they get and things like like that. So that's a tiny struggle. Um, just a lot, you know, a lot of people don't read, so that's a struggle, <laughs> but sure. not with Javi or anything like that. Um, but no, it's, it's been pretty smooth. And, um, to be honest, I haven't, I started in June, I think it was, yeah, in June and I haven't like made anything prettier or spent any money hiring anyone or anything like that. I just don't know for me that it's necessary. Like people just want the content. So that's sort of not, you know, important. Yeah. Oh, I think that's probably music to a lot of people's ears. You know, if you have the, the, the right idea and you, it sounds like at least your strategy was let's, let's give people what they're asking for. I think you, you made a brilliant move out the gate and said, Hey, what are you interested in? Which is, I think a step that so many of us often forget is, is, you know, what do our customers ultimately want from us? This sounds like you're, you're really in real time motion. Like what's changed for you? Like, I mean, I know everything in some ways, given that you're in the travel industry and, you know, in a pandemic, like what, what what's different for you now? Well, you know, I, I don't have an income from travel right now for the most part. And I never, this has been my only job being a travel advisor my whole life. It's my only job. So I never thought that there was anything else out there for me. And now, I mean, I don't know how far these classes are going to go. Um, I do have a lot more ideas and 
I have, because after each of my classes, they do get a survey asking again, like what else do they want to learn about? And so I, I know what they want, right? So I can create more classes that people actually will want to join. And hopefully I can create a lot more. And I'm already thinking about partnering with other advisors who are specialists in things that I'm not to create even more courses uh, or master classes. And it's a new way of income for me that I don't have to worry about what's going on in the world, really. You know, if, if travel gets shut down again, if Canadians can't travel, if Americans can't travel, um, I have another source of income, which, you know, has really been a dream for the last little while is to have that. And I wouldn't say that it's it's passive. It's definitely not passive as a sure. course would be because I do, I am giving them live. But if I'm giving them live, like, you know, if two people sign up or a hundred people sign up, like I'm just doing it that once and I'm getting, and for all my five classes, they did sell out by the way, a hundred people, which is the, the most that I can do on my Zoom account. So, mm-hmm. so that was great. And now people are um, wanting to buy the recordings. So I haven't, I have sold them a, a little, but I haven't advertised it. I think if I advertised it, I could do more that way, but I haven't really arranged that yet. Like a good way to do that. But so that would make it a little bit more passive. But right now, I mean, it's, it's a whole new way of earning money for me, which I never thought was possible. So yeah, I, I mean, I'm back to making money, which is great. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I'm just kind of curious that I, t- I told you this out the gate. I'm bad at geography. Uh, how big is like, is the Riviera Maya big enough where can you further dissect that down and focus on particular areas or is the next strategy to broaden that and perhaps touch other areas of, of Mexico or what's that look like? So it's not huge, but there's a lot in it. So for example, my second class was just about Tulum, which is one city in the Riviera Maya. So the first one was just a general class. The second one was just about Tulum. And um, I could do ones just about a lot of other areas, but I have other ideas. For example, people are really interested in excursions and off the beaten path, things like that. Um, I can do one just on resorts. I'm going to do one with an expert just on accessible travel in the destination and one on destination weddings. So there's all different kinds of things that we can do um, without even going anywhere outside the destination. And, you know, like I said earlier, some people have, I don't want to say copied because it's not like proprietary, but they use my idea of the Facebook group that created it their own for different destinations that they're specialists in. And they are already planning on doing courses as well. So um, I don't plan to do anything outside of this area. This is the area that I live in, that I love, that I'm passionate about, that I specialize in. So there's a lot to dissect still in that area. Sure. I bet you, I mean, although obviously this industry has been impacted uh, pretty hard by the pandemic, I, I, I'd have to guess that there is a strong appetite, if nothing else, for as soon as it, you know, as anyone feels comfortable and as soon as like there's, you know, I guess an openness to do so, like I can imagine that it will be absolutely a booming industry um, in the near future. Yes, 100%. I hope. <laughs> although if not, I always have my classes. So yeah. Are, are you sensing like, I guess, through, through your audience, do you guys, are you feeling some of that excitement or anticipation surrounding traveling or how's that looking? Well, to be honest, most of my group, I would say are Americans. Um, mm. There's just more American travel agents, you know, and also they've been booking travel for longer since travel opened again, because Americans have been traveling since last June. So that excitement period is sort of over. And now we're in the period where <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen again, because people are starting to get nervous again. So sure. um, I'm not sure what the future holds with that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. 
sense. Um, well, I guess this is I'm jumping around a little bit on this one. I guess when you were getting started, when you when you found Kajabi, did you explore any other platforms or was it just like you went straight to Kajabi? So that's a really good question and something that I did want to address. I didn't explore anything else, to be honest, because my friend Will told me about it. He's really good at what he does and I trust him. And I don't have enough knowledge to even explore other options and know the differences and everything like that. And so I just jumped in, you know, I really just jumped in and talking to a friend of mine who is a coach of some sort um, and does have courses. She, when I told her that I was, you know, joining Kajabi, she said, you know, you don't really need that because you don't have like, you know, courses that you're selling. Like it's just a one-time webinar type of thing. Uh, you probably don't need it and it's expensive Kajabi and there's sure. ways that you can do it. Like you can separate. And she told me all the different things that she pays for separately. And I was like, it is not worth it to do that. Like I, <laughs> someone like me who has no like technology experience and doesn't know what I'm doing, like, forget it. Like, I don't care how much more I have to pay. I mean, to an extent, you know, sure. but realistically, like I just need something that everything's in one place. And I have like one username, one password, one fee per month, and that's it. And that was, you know, a, a big thing for me. Like, of course it's tempting to save money, but to have the ease of everything just in one place and not having all different accounts and linking them together on a website, like, forget it. I couldn't do that. So I'm really happy to have everything in one umbrella. So I guess t- tell me a little bit more about what's next for you, given the uncertainty in the industry. Like, how do you continue to really develop and uh, invest into what you've created so far? So the future is definitely uncertain, um, especially with Canadians and my Canadian clients, which make up, you know, 98 or 99% of my client base. And to be honest, it's been extremely stressful. The ones that I am working with just with changes and cancellations and um, hesitations and things like that. So since I've been doing these masterclasses, I've really found a passion in helping other advisors. And I'm trying to come up with other ways that I can do that and sort of make money from that versus putting all my eggs in the travel advisor basket. I don't think I will ever give up my main you know, income and career because it is really successful on its own. But I like having you know another option that I am passionate about also. However, you know, in the future, if it does, if travel does come back, or hopefully when travel does come back to what it was before, you know, I won't have time to do everything. I didn't have time to do everything back then. I I won't in the future. So I think, you know, having Kajabi will be great because I can put my classes on there to sell the recordings and things like that. So I don't have to do them all live, which again, I mentioned earlier that I was thinking about that, but I haven't even done it yet. I'm sort of just like piecemealing it together, like having people pay for an old class and then sending them the link through email. And it's like, you know, I'm sure there's a way better way to do it um, through Kajabi that I haven't explored yet. So I hope to have that set up and and utilize it even more that way so that there is some passive income coming in for the times that I don't have time to do live classes all the time because they do take up, you know, the preparation and getting nervous before the class and um, doing the classes and then, you know, everything like that. So there will be a time when I can't do as much of that. And so it'll be great to have that you know, the classes and Kajabi set up that I can just sell them, uh, sell the recordings. Yeah. I mean, I I always like to kind of look for the silver lining and it sounds like that's kind of, that was that it it afforded you the opportunity and then time to invest in something that you may otherwise, you know, have never actually done or never even explored this path. For sure. Yeah. I would, I would not have (laughs) thanks to my friend for her great idea to do this because it's, it truly has been life-changing this year. Yeah. I mean, the magic I think that I'm hearing from you is, is all around your audience building, which I think is is really cool. I think it's very applicable. Like that's one of the areas that people struggle with the most undoubtedly is is finding their you know finding their footing. It's not it's not usually like having an idea to create it. Like there's a billion ideas but finding
finding that that group of people who are interested in potentially consuming that content is is such a common challenge. So yeah, I think that's what I see is also the hardest part for people in the in the Facebook group. And I think the challenge though is that for someone who's already coming to Kajabi, that probably means they already have an idea. Um, you can't like what I did was unintentional, and it's hard to do that if you already know that you want to sell to them. You know what I mean? So because. Like I said, my community is what it is because I think because they didn't feel like they were being sold to the whole time. So creating a community that doesn't feel like that, I think is so important. Um, and giving information for free. I mean, no one wants to do it, but we have to, you know, I think that's, again, you don't have to do it for a year like I did, but you do have to do it for an extended period of time so that people trust you. And not only that, but my group, they, they want to pay me. Like they've tried to do like, you know, GoFundMe's or things like that for me before. I'm like, no, 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 I don't feel comfortable with that. You know, they, they want to support me. They want to pay me back for everything I do for them. So this course is like, in their opinion, like the least they could do in a sense. So they like, they want to pay me, you know, and that's really what you want. You want people to want to not like begrudgingly feel bad. So they pay you like they're like dying to pay me. I love that. And that, that completely resonates. Like that is the main reason we actually put together this podcast is to, you know, to, to inspire and to promote entrepreneurship and to expose this to people who may not otherwise take the leap, like, you know, everyone on this, this uh, podcast has so completely resonates. Well, thank you, Lori, for joining us today. It has been super fun hearing about this journey. Um, obviously a crazy one travel during a pandemic, but uh, really cool to hear how you've invested in building such an incredible audience in, I would say, an incredibly short amount of time. Like what you've amassed in in such a short period of time is incredible, speaks to the value that you've been able to offer. So if anyone wanted to get a hold of you or, or kind of explore what you're doing more, what's the best way for them to find you? Uh, I would say the best way is through Instagram and it's explore with lore, L-O-R. Cool. Well, thank you again for joining us, Lori. We really appreciate you. My pleasure. It was great to be here. Well, for all of our listeners, as always, we would greatly appreciate you hopping onto your favorite podcasting platform, leaving us a review. I check them all personally. Share this with your friends. Thank you all for listening today. And we will look forward to seeing you next time on the Kajabi Edge podcast.